0: This is Rama for today.
1: Here we have the old school embracing and blessing the new school. It's the passing of the baton from one generation to the next. We need to understand that the old school and the new school need to work together in generational. Harmony, I guess, would be the best word to say. So that we can accomplish what God has asked us to accomplish.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagan's teaching on Ages, Stages, and Generations.
1: Let me give you some classic examples. Or one classic example from the scripture of where this division caused a division. This generational gap. This not understanding the energy of the new and the wisdom of the old. In 2nd Chronicles chapter 10 beginning with verse 1. And Rehoboam went to Shechem for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. It happened when Jeroboam the son of Nebat heard it. He was in Egypt where he had fled from the presence of King Solomon. That Jeroboam returned from Egypt. Then they sent for him and called him and Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father. His heavy yoke which you put upon us and we will serve you. So he said to them, come back in three days. So they departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had stood before his father or with his father while he lived. How do you advise me to answer these people? And they spoke and said, if you're kind to these people and please them and speak good words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders and given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him. Who stood with him. And he said. What advice do you give me? How should I answer this? When they say lighten the yoke. Or lighten the burden that your father put on us. The young men who had grown up with him. Spoke and said. Thus you should speak. To the people who have spoken to you. Saying your father made your burden heavy. But you. Make it lighter on us. Say to them. My little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now whereas my father put a heavy yoke or burden on you, I will add to your burden. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scourges. Jeroboam and all the people that came to Rehoboam on the third day as king had directed, came back on the third day. And when the king answered and he said these same things that I said, just said. Now this is not to say, that what the older people always say is right and what younger people always say is wrong. But in this case, the wisdom of the elders was what should have been heeded. Because if you know anything about Israel, at this point they split. Ten tribes went one way and two tribes went the other way under Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Simply because Both generations were not taken into consideration. There could have been a compromise. There could have been, but the generational gap caused it not to be. Going back to Malachi, God wants the hearts of the fathers turned to the children and the hearts of the children turned to the fathers. God desires generational reconciliation in the body of Christ. A great picture of generational reconciliation is found in Luke when Simeon held the infant Jesus and prophetically affirmed him. And then Anna, the 84-year-old prophetess, also affirmed Jesus. Here. We have the old school embracing and blessing the new school. It's the passing of the baton from one generation to the next. We need to understand that the old school and the new school need to work together in generational harmony, I guess would be the best word to say so that we can accomplish what God has asked us to accomplish. With this picture, we're reminded of the patriarchs of old who would gather the young generation around them and speak blessings upon them as they were about to pass on. They saw the different generations as being on the same team, like the runner on a relay race, all striving for the same goal. Today, I'm vitally concerned about generational division. I want to see generational cohesion. I believe that if we will have and concentrate on generational cohesion, that we're on the verge of tapping into the greatest move that we can ever have because we can tap in to a generational unity with the enthusiasm and idealism of the young being propelled with the wisdom And the experience of the old. You put those two together and you got something going on. We as the old need to listen to the young and adapt and change. But we can give them some wisdom as they go as we adapt to change. As we sat in staff meeting, all of my staff that are a lot younger than I am, they all say to me, Pastor, you, you something else. You don't think like a 70-year-old. I said, I, I'm not going to think old, but I am going to give you my wisdom. I am going to tell you some things I have experienced, and maybe you won't have to go down that road. Hello? We have, now listen to this, get a hold of this and listen good. We have ministry that's specifically geared toward the children, but we're one church. We have ministry that's specifically geared to the youth, but we're one church. We have ministry that's specifically geared to the singles, but we're one church. We have ministry that's specifically geared towards seniors. But we one church. And what has happened? Reading in Rev Magazine and Leadership Magazine. And some of the other ones. What is happening in the church world today is that you've got all of these churches within a church. And you've got the children only looking at the children's pastor as their pastor. And the singles only looking at the singles pastor as their pastor. And the youth looking at the youth people as their pastor. And you got all of these groups. And they don't want to come into the main service because they don't feel a part of that. Let me tell you something. There's one church with one pastor. of Bible Church is one church with one pastor. Singles, this is him right here. Youth, this is him right here. Children, this is him right here. Seniors, this is him right here. We have a bunch of associates, but one Pastor. I coming at you like this because i have been looking at this i've been praying i saw it happening in my own church i saw the singles becoming a church within the church i see the youth started to pull that way and i pulled them in and i've never i saw that way back so i never allowed them to have see i saw too many services where the children and youth never come into main service So when they graduated from high school, they were not a part of that church. And that is how all of these singles ministries got started. We need, God says we need to rise up specific type outreaches. But sometimes these are only for a limited time. And they will especially die if they're not a part. Of the greater body if they're isolated. Now many things get started but then they have to be a part of the greater. The Sunday School organization was founded in 1780 by Robert Rakes in England because the church wasn't doing anything for the kids. But it became a part of the church. Now it's still there in most churches. But it may have a different form. In recent years all around the country. We have seen this 18 to 30 age group. That wanted to be targeted. Because they weren't coming in and being a part of the one church. And it has caused a huge problem. Nationwide. Was it wrong? I don't think so. Does it mean that they were wrong? Or we're wrong? No. What I think it means is that anytime you have these ministries, it is vital that they maintain a connection in the church and not become an entity in itself.
0: Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in the offer is the three-CD series from Kenneth Hagan entitled... Ages, stages, and generations. The next item is the slimline book from Reverend Lynette Hagen called It's Your Time to Shine. We're also offering Reverend Craig Hagen's CD called This Is Only a Test. And to finish out this great offer is Reverend Denise Hagen-Burns' CD Living in Continual Peace. All this for the special price of $22.95. That's $18 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagan Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RAMA for today. Now, let's join our special guest hosts, Craig Hagan and Denise Hagen Burns.
1: We're going to be coming to the Washington area, Vancouver, Washington. Um, our parents, Ken and Lynette Hagen, are doing a Living Faith Crusade at Faith Center Church, Pastors Glenn and Teresa Johnson. You can go to raymond.org for more details. That's going to be April 28th through the 30th. And also we'll be in the Boise, Idaho area in Meridian, Idaho on May 1st through the 3rd at Life Church. Pastor Mark and Amy Bohr, please visit Raymond.org for all the details and service times.
0: Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.